Good morning. Oh. Sorry, there you go. Good morning, everyone. Happy Midwife Monday. So today, um, we're going to show, we're going to do a dem demonstration of water breaking. Um, if you were just on Instagram, we were doing some outtakes, which were pretty funny. So we were, we were exploring on how we were going to show this representation of water breaking. But the issue is, um, we talked last week about identifying labor and how you can't miss labor and what are the signs of labor. And um, what a lot of people think often is that their water broke. We get a phone call really a lot of the time, first time, second time, third time mom saying, I think my water broke. My underwear are a little bit wet. I'm having some fluid coming out and I know that I'm not peeing, right? And we agree, we know that you're not peeing, but determining if it's your amniotic sac, if it's your water breaking, or if it's cervical fluid, really what's going on. So the thing about water breaking is speaking in general terms, of course, right? There are um, variations to this, but in general, when your water breaks, it is a lot of water. It is not just a little bit of water. But when we're talking to people on the phone and we're trying to determine a lot or a little, you know, volume, um, either blood, you know, oh, I'm bleeding, I'm, my water is leaking, and we say, how much? And the labor person might say, well, there's a lot, right? But that's very subjective. So a lot to you may not be a lot to your provider. Um, and vice versa, a little to you might be a lot to me, right? So it, that's such a subjective comment. So we want to give you some context for a lot or a little in today's um, demonstration. So when someone says, my water broke, I usually say, okay, well, how much water came out? Are your clothes soaked? Did it make a big puddle on the floor? Are all your bed sheets soaked? Well, my underwear are really wet. Okay, may or may not be your water. So I'm going to show you a pair of dry unders. Clean, dry underwear. And I'm also going to show you, this is a blue Chucks pad. These are pads that come in your birth kit when you're choosing to have an out-of-hospital birth. These are also pads that you'll see in a hospital. And this is a dry pad, right? Lots of movement to it. It's really light. Um, and it has a little bit of water just because we've been messing around. But this is a dry pad. So I'm going to show when the water breaks how much water we're looking at on a pad, how much water we're looking at in the underwear, and how frequent is that water coming out. So remember, when your water breaks, it doesn't break and all the water comes out at one time the water will continue to leak all the way through your labor until the baby's born. And actually when the baby comes out, there often is a lot of fluid behind the baby that gushes out as well. And you continue to make amniotic fluid throughout your labor. So you're never dry, it's never empty. The water is never totally gone. Speaking in general terms, right? There are degrees of fluid depending on if there's something going on in the labor or not, right? So one of the um, assessments we do in your prenatal care is assessing how much amniotic fluid is in the body, right, is in that sac. So some women have a lot of fluid, some women have a little bit of fluid, some have a condition called polyhydramnios, which is excessive fluid, some have a condition called oligohydramnios, which is a little teeny tiny, not enough fluid, but most women have just about the right amount of fluid. And we can tell when we palpate the belly, we can kind of feel how much water is in there. 
So for today's demonstration, we're really talking in general terms with a woman that has adequate amniotic fluid. She has not been diagnosed with a condition with too much, nor a condition with too little. We have a full-term baby. We don't have a 42-plus week mama. We don't have a before 37-week mama. We have just a full-term between 37 and 42, normal pregnancy, normal amniotic fluid, okay? So always keeping in mind, always talk to your healthcare provider if you're concerned about your amniotic fluid. If you think your amniotic fluid has broken, you're always gonna consult with your care provider. Do not assume it is or is not broken. Always consult, because the concern, if your water is broken, um, we wanna do an assessment on the baby, we wanna check in with the laboring person to see, you know, when are you in labor, are you having contractions, how is the baby moving? There are some variables we want to assess if we suspect that your water is broken. We're also looking at the color of the fluid. Is there an odor to the fluid? And making sure we know what time the fluid broke because all of that will have an effect on the care that we're going to give you, right? Um, in general, 90% of women will go into spontaneous labor within 24 hours of their water breaking. Sometimes water will break did you hear my New York accent? Water. Sometimes water will break before you start contractions. Okay, that's normal. Um, it doesn't mean the baby's going to fall out. It's not like the movies where, oh my gosh, my water break, the baby's coming. But sometimes the water will break prior to you going into labor. So we want to identify what time that is. And again, we want to identify, are we full term? What color is the fluid? And how is the baby moving? And we know that 90% of those women whose water breaks before contractions, 90% of them will start spontaneously contracting by 24 hours. So um, fluid's clear, baby's moving, mother has no fever. We recommend that you check your temperature every two hours once your water is broken to make sure there's no fever. Um, assuming that everything is normal, we in an out-of-hospital setting, um, the evidence says watchful waiting is appropriate. Right, full-term baby, head down, no meconium in the fluid, the baby's moving well, and mom has no fevers. Um, those are some of the factors we're looking at. So, a lot of the time though, women think their water broke and it didn't, so it's hard to determine. So I'm gonna just show you a little bit of what it really looks like when your water's broken. Um, so we're gonna start with just the most common call is I think my water broke, my underwear were wet. And then we say, well, has any more fluid come out? When you change position, if you sit down, stand up, roll over, sit on the toilet, get off the toilet, does any more fluid come out? Well, a little bit, yeah, a little bit does come out. So dry unders, right? So cervical fluid can also mimic amniotic fluid. Cervical fluid is not your bag of water breaking, it's just lots of like mucus plug that can be really just like water. Um, especially if there's any yeast going on, we have this really watery, watery substance that will come out that is not your bag. So here's the glass of water. Um, I'm gonna pour just a little bit of water onto these under so you can see volume that's not really a water breaking. And, okay, let me see. Can you see that? I think you can. Okay, so about this much seems like a lot, right? A lot of people say, oh my gosh, that's so much fluid and that wasn't pee. And it's got these unders pretty wet. Just this bottom part is wet. Eh, may or may not be your water breaking, right? 
and then you, a um, couple of hours later, it's not consistent, you might have another little bit more of fluid dripping like that. Right? May or may not be your water breaking. What we're looking for is consistent leaking all day, every time you move or every time you have a contraction. That's an indicator of water breaking. Sporadic here and there, probably not your water. So this, in my world, is not a lot of fluid, okay? I have a pad underneath here. So this here on this pad, it caught the little drips that we just did. That's, that's not so much fluid, okay? That's meh, could be, maybe not, could be cervical fluid. This, on the other hand, can you see the difference in how heavy this is? and how wet this is. That's a pretty good indicator that your water's broken. That's considerable amount of water, right? And this is a waterproof pad that's meant to catch water, right? So that's pretty heavy, and that is pretty darn soaked. That's a good indicator that that is your water. Um, so I'm gonna show you with a balloon what that looks like. Okay. This balloon is behaving like your bag of fluid. Okay, and this little section here maybe is a four bag because the amniotic sac is made up of two membranes. There's an amnion and a chorion. And those two bags are pretty stuck together. It's like two water balloons, but only fluid in one, right? Generally, there's no water whoop, in between. Ooh, which way do I want to go? Okay, hold on. This way. So generally, there's no water in between those two sacs. But sometimes a little bit of fluid will get in there between those two sacs. And sometimes that little bag will break. And moms will be like, oh my gosh, my bag of water totally broke, all this water came out, and then we'll do an exam at some point in the labor and say, wow, there is still a giant bulging bag of fluid there. So when that breaks, this little bag breaks, Okay, let's put that back down in case, yeah, because this is a pretty soaking wet pad. I've already done this and I'm all wet. I'm standing on a towel on the other <laughs> side of here. My dress is all wet because we've been playing. Um, so this is not a lot of fluid in this. Can you see this section of the bag? This isn't a lot. This is pretty good. This is, you know, and then imagine that there's a baby sitting on that. Okay? So this is just some of the water that can be in front of the baby's head. And remember, the baby's in this big old sack, so there's all kinds of fluid behind the baby as well that gets plugged up coming through the cervix because the head works like a cork. So whenever there's water in front of the baby's head, that's what we're gonna see come out. But sometimes there's just this little four bag. I hope this is translating. It is. Um, there's this little four bag, and sometimes that breaks. And see, and it's actually pretty hard to break a bag of water, just so you know. We would never use a knife. Not good, not good care, right there. But in terms of this, it's fine. You're just scared. Okay, I am just scared. So, wow, okay, that was kind of a lot of fluid. But, but. Not really that much fluid, okay? See how that looks different than this old big soaking thing? Looks very different. So, this is a little bit of fluid, maybe, maybe not your water. Okay, now, 
this, okay, this is my fancy cervix. Cervix is about four centimeters long. The baby has to come through the cervix. So let's put our cervix on, okay? So this is not the vagina, this is the cervix, right? This is what has to, um, this is what has to get efface, which is getting thinner, and then it dilates, and then it's completely dilated. Do you see how that works? So here's a cervix that's about four centimeters, five centimeters. This is a cervix that is long, and theoretically this is closed, but as the baby comes down, the cervix gets pulled around the baby's head to a completely dilated cervix. There's no cervix around the baby's head, um, except there might be a bag of water in front of that baby's head, like that. So then we do an exam, it's like, oh yeah, there's a bulging bag of water. And so, now I'm good. You want the bowl? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'll just do that. Um, and so, in an out-of-hospital setting, generally, we, we tend not to break bags of water. I mean, we would only break the bag of water if there's like a real clinical indication to do so. In the hospital, sometimes it is a technique to augment your labor or induce your labor, and sometimes it's totally appropriate to get your bag broken, as long as you have given consent. Um, other times, it's really not appropriate to have your water broken. But just so you know, it's not that easy to break a bag of water. So a lot of people say, well, if you get your membrane stripped, they probably are gonna break your water. Or um, doing a vaginal exam, they could just break your water. It's not that easy, actually. You have to exert some force because generally when there's no contraction, the bag of water is very soft and gushy, right? There's no pressure behind it. It's when you have the contraction that the pressure increases and then you get this tight, bulging bag of water and then the contraction goes away and the bag becomes softer and then the contraction comes and it gets bigger. Tight, tight, tight. So often if the bag, when the bag breaks, it's because of the force of the contraction is making that bag tight, 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 and it can only go to a certain amount. So now I'm going to simulate what a bag of water looks like when it breaks. So back up. Um, okay, so bag of water breaking is that contraction gets tight, tight, tight. Move your phones out of the way. It's bulging through the cervix. Ah! It broke. <laughs> and it broke. And often it will break and the, the laboring person will go, oh, oh my gosh, I think my water broke. And you might hear a pop, you might feel a pop internally. And then there's a lot of water. So I don't know if you can see how much water just came out, but a lot of water just came out. That's a pretty good indication that your water broke. Anything less than that, we're not really sure, right? And so if this pair of unders was down there, they would be soaking wet. Your pad would come off and it would be soaking wet. Your bed sheets are really, really wet. There's a puddle on the floor, right? So generally water breaking is very significant. Now, of course, there's gonna be lots of comments. Well, when my water broke, I didn't know. I had a slow leak, there's um, a high leak people will talk about, and that's when the bag breaks, not so abruptly like that, but more the bag breaks from, baby's not cooperating, 
from the top, right, from up here, the bag will break and then it will slowly trickle and trickle and trickle. Every time you contract, it gets squished out like a sponge, okay? So here's a sponge. So every time you contract, that happens. Contraction, fluid leaks out, right? Every time, more and more fluid comes out. So that's how you know your water's broken. Lots of fluid. Every time that muscle contracts, it squeezes out the fluid, okay? So it's not your water, generally speaking, if it only happens once, if it happened once in the morning and then maybe again at night, generally not your water. Each time, water comes out, okay? So that's generally what it's like when your water breaks. And um, I'm super in love with my cervix right now. So again, I'm just gonna do a quick little demonstration. That's your cervix. Oh, this is the longer cervix. This is a longer cervix. So remember, it's generally speaking, right, when you start labor, it's about four centimeters long, it's closed, and it's pointing towards your tailbone, right? It's pointing back here. And in early labor, the cervix starts to get pulled up into the body of the uterus, and it's, the head starts coming down, applying pressure to the cervix, and then it starts to open, and then, it's all the way open and now the baby can come through the pelvis because there's no muscle holding that baby up anymore. So the muscle is all the way done and now the head, the baby can come through, come through the pelvis and be born. So there's our lovely demonstration for the day. I hope that was helpful. It's really fun. Um, as you can see, it's hard to break that bag of water. It really is. So just by putting fingers, doing a vaginal exam, if your provider is doing that, Unless you're going in with some force to pop that bag, thank you, oh, it, wow. it isn't that easy. It's not just by touching it that the bag breaks. There's even a device, which I didn't bring out today, that's it's called an amni hook, and it's like a long plastic thing that's got a teeny tiny little nubby pointy thing on the end of it. And so sometimes, we generally don't use them because we can use our fingernails. We have a glove on, and then our we can pinch it with our fingers, like we put our fingers in and we just grab it and pinch it and break it but sometimes you use a little device that's got a little sharp pokey thing, teeny, teeny little pokey thing, and it just pokes the bag, and then the water breaks. And sometimes, um, we just had this actually, where we had a big bulging bag of water, but the head was very, very high. So we actually took that mom to the hospital, because we didn't want the cord to come out if the bag broke, or a hand, or something weird, um, because the baby was not well applied to the cervix. Um, so there was an intentional breaking of that bag so that we can control, the, we were in the hospital, so it was a wonderful doctor, and she was able to break the bag and control the head as it came in so that there was no emergency. So sometimes it is very appropriate to break the bag, and of course that's a conversation that you wanna have with your healthcare provider. Um, so there you go, so that is water breaking. It is not subtle, it tends to be a really big kind of big deal, and it doesn't mean that the baby is gonna fall out. It just means your water broke. And we know that 90% of the time, you will spontaneously go into labor. You don't need necessarily to be augmented. And that's an induction conversation. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope you guys have a great day. And um, email if you have questions. Comment below if you want to participate in this uh, conversation. Also follow us on Instagram. 
and you know all that good stuff but we'd love to have a conversation with you so please join us in these conversations thanks so much <laughs>